0: That I'm not afraid of change. That, that
1: doesn't
0: matter, though. Like
1: <laughs> 794 could be there or not, and you could still have variety. I don't want any more damn boulevards, <laughs> Bill Stab. That's what I'm saying to you.
0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's
1: Morning News. In Province, Petrano, here's Eric Billstaff. Good Friday morning to you. Eric in for Vince. Vince is back on Monday. Steve Scafidi joining us in studio. My thanks to Michelle Richards for spending the first few hours with us. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Good to be here. I'm in for you. You're in the news, buddy. I am. I see. Pray tell. You're not in the headline, but you're in the news. Oh, that figures. (laughs) Mm. Joining us also in studio is assistant program director Mike Spaulding as the station making some changes to its programming, slight tweaks, Mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, Mike is here to kind of describe some of this with us. Hey, Mike. Hey,
2: nice to be here. Thank you. So Steve is getting a co-host. Steve is getting a co-host and a new show name. Same time slot though, Steve.
1: Scafidi and Bilstad's already been taken, so it can't, it can't be Scafidi and Bilstad. That was my number one pick,
2: but <laughs> yeah. it turns out that Bilstad is on a different show these yeah. days. Yeah. No, uh, very exciting, and thank you again for for having me. Um, there's a bunch of announcements today, but but the one of them, I'll headline with this, and Steve is here. Steve is getting a co-host, and it's also going to be a name change for his show their show i should say so yes. uh steve scafiti and our own sandy max will be partnering up moving forward starting on tuesday july 11th for a new show called wtmj now it will be everything you know and love from the steve scafidi show just with some extra voices a little bit of a new perspective um but yeah i know we wanted to keep the integrity of what was going on and Sandy is so talented and has been such a wonderful teammate since she joined uh, WTMJ in December. And Steve actually was the first person to mention her name when we were looking for a new uh, co-anchor of Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And uh, things evolved in a way that uh, we had an opening and figured she would be perfect with Steve. And Steve was very accepting of the change. Yeah, she's a great ad because she's got so many different
0: skills. Mm -hmm. And obviously she's done TV. She's done radio, all kinds of radio. She's obviously been heard as of late on Wisconsin Afternoon News. Love that. Learned a lot working with John McCure and Greg Matzik. And uh, I I love the fact that I'm going to have another voice on the show. If you listen to my show right now or pre this announcement, you know that I always bring a lot of voices on. For example, uh, Andy Schwartz. I certainly have had uh, Kristen Bryan earlier. I have uh, Wednesdays with Mel, Melanie Ricks from The Truth 101.7. And this is kind of like a chance to have a full-time Extra voice, which which I'm really excited about. The funny thing about this announcement is Tuesday is the first show. Mm-hmm. I could be on jury duty Wednesday and Thursday. Oh,
1: <laughs> man.
2: I'm a reserve juror, so I don't know if that's going to happen or whether it would take me. But you're doing the show from there. Yes. That would be interesting. Yeah. I'll just give you a remote kit and you'll be out there.
1: Well, the one thing I'd point out about Sandy, too, she's one of those ones where if you ever meet her, you know, she's is. Pretty much is about as awesome as they get. Yes. like just a, a superhuman being, which is just awesome because you root for those folks and, and has made Milwaukee her home and loves it here. And it's just, it, you couldn't have a better person sit next to you, pal.
0: Yeah. And I love the fact that she's going to bring some of the the culture, the pop stuff, the entertainment stuff that I, I like. I don't spend a lot of time talking about it. So we're going to bring some of that in. She's also going to, we're going to do this, the same, some of the same things we do now. So you're going to still have the Makash and Zepecki hour and political power on Friday, which which will be kicking off in about forty-five minutes. Today. Virtual
1: baseball, so in
0: virtual baseball. Virtual baseball, yes. Um, you know all the other stuff, all the other pieces will stay there, and then she's going to add to that. So you, you might see, for example, uh, kind of what's ahead for the weekend. That that might pop up on a Friday or a Thursday. We'll we'll get into some of that, and this this might make some people happy because I I usually don't talk about the Oscars and Sandy loves that stuff. So it'll be her take, and then I'll I'll respond to what. She thinks about it. There you go. As a matter of fact, she came on the show yesterday and did a review of the new Indiana Jones movie, which I have not seen, and I may see. But I told her I, I only saw the first one, and I've sampled the other ones as I as I scrolled through the dial on my TV. Oh. You've only seen one
2: Indiana Jones. You know what? the first one. Yeah, not the time. Yeah, no. <laughs> talk about that offline. Right,
1: so, <laughs> but so obviously, there are some who are wondering. Well, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Sandy coming to Steve's show would mean she's leaving Wisconsin's Afternoon News where Mercury leads things. What's happening on the Afternoon Show?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, our very own Greg Matzik is going to be stepping up into the co-host role of Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Greg has been filling in in John's Stead. You heard him yesterday. You'll hear him again today. Whenever Merck is out. And Greg is, you know, one of the more talented, most talented broadcasters that we have here, a broadcaster through and through. Absolutely. um, Which is super helpful, not only to be able to fill in in the big chair when John is out, but also when you have other co hosts that come on. Having someone that can have command of a a room and and, and no broadcast kind of from both the technical side and from the uh, personality side has been super helpful. And Greg, honestly, has been fantastic when he has been called on to fill in. Just having him simply in the sports chair was a disservice to him, and I think a disservice to our fans who have come to know and love Greg. So I'm very excited to have him take this opportunity on uh, and and sit in the chair next to, to John, do a little bit of news reporting, things along those lines. So that's very exciting. And then for the morning show, Eric...
1: Wait, what? Whoa! Wait a second. Oh, we yeah, saved, sorry, we saved this no. one to the end.
2: <laughs> We're going backwards. No, the so Wisconsin's Morning News is going to be uh moving f- an hour later. So Wisconsin's Morning News is going to be starting at 6 a.m. instead of 5 a.m. starting on, again, Tuesday, uh, July 11th. And we can go into the, the rigmarole of why we decided to make the move. But ultimately... It was moved in an effort to, you know, service our fans and our partners and keep kind of those core values here at, at Good Karma that we have uh, and have you guys a little bit later in the afternoon and not have those alarms go off at 2.45, 2.30. So what are you going to do with the extra hour? Sleep. Oh, I'm sleeping. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that
3: sounds like a good idea, right?
1: And you know, what's exciting about that? I know Debbie will say this too. That um, this does open up the day a little bit. It does give the opportunity to Vince and to myself and to Debbie to be able to go do other things. Yes. And I don't mean do other things like go shopping. I mean like we can we can get we can report we can get content we can go get an interview we can go this opens up the day a little bit more to get an opportunity to contribute to the content of wtmj which ultimately is the goal for what we're trying to do
2: well there's so much great stuff that happens in milwaukee and honestly in southeast wisconsin and a lot of those things happen in the evening a la a summer fest that kicked off its last weekend last night you know starting a show at 5 a.m is one thing but getting here is a whole nother process. Like it, The show planning in the morning starts a heck of a lot earlier mm-hmm. than 5 a.m., which just makes it, frankly, really difficult to get out and enjoy those things in the evening and bring content and kind of bring some of that Milwaukee flavor into the show. So the idea is that, yeah, starting off at 6 a.m., you'll get an extra hour to sleep, but also on the back end or the front end, I guess, in the evening before, you know, be able to be out and, and interacting with people in the uh, the community, which I think is really exciting.
3: And what Mike didn't mention is that we're all moving a microphone over. I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> You're moving my cheese now uh, So yeah, big news here on WTMJ Highlighted by uh, Sandy Max Moving to the Steve Scafidi show Starting Tuesday, July 11th And she will join me live at 1008 on my show
2: Today? Yes you are going to have it. a smorgasbord of content today You oh, can only yeah.
1: call it my show for so long Well, I'm, I'm going to use it up as much <laughs> as I can Before Tuesday <laughs> So that's great stuff. Congratulations to Sandy. Congratulations to Greg. Couldn't happen to a better group of people. Uh, and congratulations to us for being able to sleep in.
0: Yeah, that's a, whole, a good one. A
1: whole hour. How about that? Good stuff. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it very much. 821. There is lots to get to. There's a, there was a hearing last night in Milwaukee that may open some eyes. We'll get to that next. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. Eric said in for Vince. Vince is back on Monday. Joining me in studio, Steve Cafeti. Thanks again for coming in early again today, buddy. Appreciate it. I'm There's here noise. anyway, Eric. I'm here at 6. Hey, so um, we just heard the announcement um, from Mike Spalding who came in here and announced that WTMJ making a couple of changes. One of them is Sandy Max moving to the Steve Cafeti show, so it'll be called WTMJ Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you and Sandy. That starts next Tuesday, and then Greg Madsick will co-host the afternoon show with John Mercure. Uh, we're getting some texts about this. This was uh, news that uh, broke a week ago, maybe, but some people asking about Carol Kane. So it, we will still hear Carol from time to time, potentially on WTMJ, but it's not going to be in the same fashion that it had been.
0: No, she'll she'll be a fill-in host. Sometimes when I'm gone, and sometimes when other people are gone, she'll be filling in on, on, on the on the station, so I'm looking forward to that. I just Chatted with her last night. She's going to be going from a regular Monday spot to kind of a you know moving around the the, the calendar a little bit. So sometimes long term, sometimes you'll have her for maybe a week straight when when I'm gone or or Sandy's gone. So kind of a different role for Carol, but um, one that I we'll pick up where we left off because she's the easiest person to talk to in the business. So
1: I'm going to change gears here for a second. So at first I thought this was an easy pass, and maybe you still think it is. But then there was a memo released by several alder people, council members in the Milwaukee Common Council, who were upset with the shared revenue plan for Milwaukee, which calls for a sales increase to help pay for pension and can only be paid for for a specific number of uh, strict requirements that this state put in as far as for law enforcement and whatnot uh, to get some extra money. So the sales tax increase is going to be voted on on Tuesday, Tuesday. There was a hearing held yesterday in Milwaukee where several council members were on hand, and those who came, the majority of them said, do not pass this sales tax increase. you
4: just tax, 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 tax. We don't have no money. We own a fixed income. Y'all need to go up there, raise hell, get that $6 billion and use that.
2: We should not take it. And we're going to be... A-
1: Lost it there. But then both saying those were just a sample of some of the folks that who spoke and they said, do not take that money. In fact, we're going to be voting you out if you do was one of the threats Now we have heard from council members, too. Some of them not yet saying where they vote. What do you think is going to happen on Tuesday? I think it'll pass because they
0: have an out. The out is the lawsuit that's now been challenged, uh, that will challenge this these potential uh, requirements to get this approved uh, will it be messy, ugly, sure. I mean, keep in mind, these kinds of meetings are really airing of grievances. They're not really, I don't think they're that informative to begin with. It's a chance for the public to let off steam. That's what we just heard. That's what you always hear at these, whether you're talking about taxes or freeways, or whatever, that's what it is. So know that going in. But um, this will require the mayor and leadership in Milwaukee to put on their, big boy pants, big girl pants, to say, we don't have a choice here. You either do this, lawsuits you know might happen later, or you're going to be in a world of pain that will make everybody suffer, regardless of the tax policies. You will not have services that you mm-hmm. have now. You will not be able to afford the pensions that you are currently providing. So you want to get
1: real ugly? Vote it down. So that's interesting. You're right. So the lawsuit does give them cover because they are going to challenge what they can use the money for. Yeah and whether or not the state has the right to be able to legislate that. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I was more confident a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we've put some calls out, and I've tried to get some feelers from some of the folks, and, and, and some of the elder people aren't really interested in, in saying even off the record where they're going to go on, on Tuesday. But this could get interesting. I, I don't think it's going to be unanimous, and I oh, no
0: way, no way, No unanimous. I
1: certainly don't. I, this will be a tight vote on Tuesday. This is one of the biggest tests
0: for Mayor Cavalier-Johnson. Can you swing those votes? Can you whip those votes to get enough to get to two-thirds? If he loses this right out of the gate, doesn't get the votes, that doesn't bode well for the rest of his tenure, at least in his term.
1: All right. So... I know there is a lot of discussion and, and um, divisiveness over the amateur fireworking. Yes, versus the professional fireworking. Uh, the summertime in Wisconsin, oftentimes, almost every weekend, there are fireworks professionally done somewhere mm-hmm. to celebrate whether it's a festival or some type of event. So we are going to bring back a five Q on fireworks, where we will ask our panel a question on fireworks and we'll get an expert's response as well. 37. I am curious to see if there are any fireworks fired off this weekend outside of the professional ones that have permits and whatnot. I'm just talking about those illegal ones. We've been talking about it all week, whether or not the July 4th festivities will stretch into the weekend. Watch. We had him last night in our neighborhood. Did you
0: really? Yeah, a couple
1: so, times. We didn't,
3: we didn't. Debbie says it's been quiet. Yeah, right it's here. been quiet. Please, for the love of God. Well, <laughs> All right. I, we, just, we have new meds for the dog now, so. So uh, a little yeah. bit better. Well, Hopefully, it'll be good.
1: I'm <laughs> hoping for your pup there. All right, so let's do it. It's time. We got to get to it. And now, Mango Tear. Time.
0: What do you revert, Tear?
1: For the 5Q. What the fuck
0: you doing, Tear? Funnest funnest race is Great balls of fire. Race. Race. Balls of fire.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> a good old-fashioned five Q on fireworks. This is when we ask the panel a series of questions, and then we compare and contrast our answers with that of an expert. Our expert on fireworks today is a gentleman named Mike Mai, who has fired off many a many a many a many of fireworks. Um, I'm not sure if they've all been legal, but we'll just no, say that he's fired off We're not saying nothing about nothing. Okay. Question number one of the five Q: The most unique place you've seen. Fireworks, Whether professional or otherwise, the most unique place you've seen fireworks. Steve, would you like to go first? From a bleachers at a high
0: school stadium. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Off a cruise ship. Ooh. Maritime law does not allow it except for one particular cruise line, the one, the only, the Disney Cruise Line. They <laughs> oh, are the only ones course. that have permission to do it, so uh, they're pirate night. Is uh, usually the first night out, and it's the you know fireworks off the ship. How do you get the rights to that? I don't know. It's the magic of the mouse, man. Mm. Don't I don't know. So, yeah, that's that. That's pretty epic.
1: I one of the ones that I still remember the most was going to Taste. I went to Taste of Chicago as a kid. Ooh, cool! And it was just I think it was just because it's a sea of people. There's just people. Everywhere, At least it seems that way when you're 12. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just remember those just being remarkable. But again, it could have be been the situation of all those people or whatnot. But anyway, I'll say that. So what does Mike my our fireworks expert shooters, say most unique plays? How
4: about off the front of a pontoon boat? We were going up a river uh, up north, and so it echoed tremendously. So yeah, it's, it disturbed a couple of people. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> The best. best
3: show I ever saw was in Philadelphia. Philly? Oh, my gosh. Home of the everything... Liberty Bell, they fire all them the, whole off the thing. Bell, and everything. Beginning, no, but
1: beginning of our country before yes, there was Washington. Exactly. I mean,
3: it was really, it, that was pretty epic. That was a really good show.
1: All right, moving on with our 5Q fireworks, the topic today. So, if you had to choose a venue, are you choosing a lake or a field to watch your fireworks, Debbie?
3: Traditionally, it would be a, a field, but I really, I do like it over the water.
1: All right. I think
0: you got to say lake. The reflections are amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. if, the, if the water's like glass. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you get yeah. double, double show.
1: You are, you are complaining that I don't post enough. My Instagram, you should see my pictures from Lake Nagawika last weekend. I, I did Ooh. see that. I thought I liked one of them, no? Those were fantastic. So what did Mike Mai have to say? Oh,
4: definitely over a lake. You get uh, reflections, and it's a bit more safer,
1: too. Had mm-hmm. this also to say? Well, it
4: echoes. It would echo all the way across the water. Kind of like a reflection you know, at night, if you take a flashlight, you can see a reflection, how it reflects off the water
1: surface. All right. So we all say lake. Mm -hmm. So I agree with that. All right. So there's a new thing brewing for a couple of different reasons. One of them because it's super cool and others other reasons are because people think it's better for the environment. So drone shows, Ooh. there's some pretty remarkable ones. There's this one that they just showed out of China where it was like a, a Chinese dragon dancing in the sky because it's all drones with different light colors moving around in coordinated efforts. I've seen one out of Paris where it's a wine glass yes. pouring oh, wine yes, yes, into yes, yes. a glass. It's amazing. And then there's some other ones too. So... Drone shows, yay or nay on the drone show? I'm going to say yeah. I love technology, and this is kind of the next
0: step. Will it replace fireworks? I don't think so, but uh, it, they are very cool to watch. Yes, very.
3: I would say yes. I'm, I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Be awesome.
1: I was calling for a couple weeks ago. I said to Vetrano, I said, "Hey, we got to have more drone shows." And he said fireworks, but I said drone shows. <laughs> so I'm going yay. What did Mike Mai have to say?
4: I kind of, if they're done well, I would go yay modern technology and you like to see the patterns and you know the different things that they can do and some of the stuff it's it's you don't realize it's actually drones when it starts and all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh that's those are drones you know it's just so how choreographed it is and how precise
2: it is
1: all right so the 5q continues here in wisconsin's morning news okay Moving on, our next question. The best snack while watching the fireworks? Debbie, best snack? Popsicle. Popsicle? Mm-hmm. All right. Does liquor count? <laughs> Is that a snack? <laughs> it can. All right. I'm, I'm saying Rumbles. liquor. balls. of some sort. What did Mr. Mai say? Beer. Does that count? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> all right, so we're all on the same page there, I think. All right, so if it's not the Fourth of July or the days or weeks surrounding the Fourth of July, when is the best time to shoot fireworks?
3: i uh, would like to go? That I'm, I'm gonna steal it. The New Year's. Ah, New that Year's. That would be the yeah, the only other acceptable time. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's, that was my answer. But I'm going to yep. say when the Packers win the Super Bowl.
3: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Oh, yeah, and home, home runs. That's right. Yeah.
1: All right. Oh, yeah, and they do run at <laughs> Ampham Field after home runs. What did uh, Mike Mai say? He would like to fire off some fireworks? On a small scale,
4: um, I have a couple of things that I kind of save for, like, if the Packers win uh, a playoff game or oh, something like that or a Super Bowl, then I may just uh, manage to let a couple of things go at that time.
1: That's right genius level five Q. Right on, the <laughs> nose. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't pull the uh, answer, but I did ask him uh, per Greg Pancake Hill's suggestion which finger he would choose to lose if he were to lose one, <laughs> and he said the pinky. Oh yeah, there's... he says
0: pinky would be the finger that would be. If I had to lose one, that would probably be the one. Yeah. That yeah. has been the fireworks five
1: Q. Wisconsin's Morning News. Eric Billstead, along with Steve Scafidi. Vince is back on Monday. He was Not, around here yesterday. I saw him. Dude, he goes on vacation. And he's still here. Yeah, he had, he had partner meetings yesterday. Goodness. He was on the phone with us on Wednesday because he gave his review of the Indiana Jones flicks. What, so, yeah. what did he? What
0: do you think about? It? I didn't hear. It. He
1: said he liked it. He said he wasn't as good as one or three, um, but he said it was its own movie and that he was happy with how they put it together. So. Hmm. I've yet to make it out there. i got to get there with my kids uh, sometime, hopefully here through the weekend. We'll see. Got a lot going on, though. Hey, so I wanted to ask you this. So the governor has signed the uh, the state budget. Obviously, there are some vetoes and whatnot in there. And it sounds like uh, the GOP may try to do something to get in the way of some of those vetoes. Uh, like the uh, the raising of the education funds for centuries, whether or not they'll be able to stop that one. Who knows, but something they're looking into. Oh, they're going to fight it, that's for um, sure. But one of the other ones that kind of snuck through there that I don't think people were at least thinking of recently was the fact that the, uh, the 94 quarter there from the zoo into the Marquette will now be expanded through the stadium there. They are going to do some work on that, scheduled now to start in 2025, although I still think they're trying to figure out exactly what that looks like. But that's there. Meanwhile, there's a big event taking place at Marquette that the Milwaukee Business Journal is a part of. Later this month, they're going to hold a a discussion, if you will. They're going to have a keynote speaker on 794 and what to do with 794, at least the stretch here from the lake to the Marquette. And they're going to have this urban planner on. I spoke with him yesterday. His name is Peter Park. Peter Park. And he was the Milwaukee planning director from 1995 to 2003. And he's going to be the keynote speaker at this Business Journal event. And you can find more information on it, by the way. Just go to Business Journal's website. Um, And I asked him about the the Park East corridor, which he played a role in. And here's what he said. He goes, look, the fact that the Park East corridor was done proves that 794 can also be removed. Here's a snippet of that conversation. If you
4: think about... The Park East, that nearly one mile of the Park East, that no longer is paid for by the state to be maintained, and the amount of tax revenue and land value and jobs and housing that's been created that replace those empty parking lots and underutilized properties, that's a big difference.
1: So he's basically saying that uh, Milwaukee has proven that this works. They did it before, and they're able to maintain money by not maintaining an interstate and says that you could do something similarly at 794. He's going to speak at this event on July 17th at Marquette. All
0: right, that reeks of, well, if we take this freeway down and this section of freeway down, we could save all kinds of money, but we still have to get places. And keep in mind, the Park East is unique. The bucks serve. And everything surrounding that is the reason that's a success.
1: If the Bucks doesn't happen, Pfizer doesn't happen, is it? Well, that's a good question. And he argued that you saw development in that area well before Pfizer. Some. Um, So the argument would be that you still saw a return that was better than what it was. I, I mean, you can't really compare the two. I understand that role. I mean, you, the what's different is obviously the Park, or Park East corridor just drove up to pick and save. <laughs> so you could, you could sneak in there really quick yeah, yeah. if you wanted to. Whereas 794, obviously there is a connector there. I don't know, and I'm sure that this will be part of the conversation on the 17th. I don't have the numbers in front of me how much traffic actually links from the Hone all the way through there. I'm sure there are some because we get the text from people. Mm-hmm. Or whether or not this is an area where you could bring it down boulevard style and then bring it
0: back up. Look at it instead of the, the connection piece between the Marquette and the lakefront. Look, Go the other way. So we just know and we just learned in this budget that that I-94 east-west will now be renovated, expanded, all that stuff. So you're going to redo that. So you have the redone zoo, redone... East-West, yeah. redone Marquette a while back, and you're going to like basically dead-end it for a boulevard? Between that and the lakefront, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: But as someone who has always been pro-development and pro-growth, don't you see opportunities there to turn that into city development that could be thriving and a moneymaker maker? and a way to connect the Third Ward with the rest of the city? I
0: do, but let's look at it in a
1: different way. I, I guess the idea is that if we take it down, we're going to have you
0: know buildings going up. How about looking at it a different way? Instead of, instead of taking it down, redo it, but utilize the space underneath that connection point between the Marquette and the Lake in put, a different way. Put swings in there? Not swings. Something that actually generates revenue, and that could be public spaces that have business connections. Small business um, vendors that sell things in the wintertime, and the summertime. Maybe it's a, it's it's, it's
1: expansion it, vendors Ex- exp- expansion of Food the public trucks buried under
0: expansion
1: the- of the public markets. That's mm. a pretty low level building. They do have a nice little parking structure right there mm-hmm. next to an outdoor parking yeah. lot near the market. I don't want there. more parking lots. I want things that are actually no, I get it. engaging with the public. I just don't know if that's realistic though. To actually expect. I mean, if that were the case, why aren't we seeing it already? It's a good
0: question because someone has to have the idea and someone has to has the initiative and drive to push all that forward. All I need
1: is an idea. All I need. Here's
0: <laughs> here's the thing, and I tell people this all the time. Many people have grand ideas about these, you know, boulevards and green spaces, and we don't, we can't pay for the parks we have, so we don't need more green spaces. I I, I I'm a guy that likes green space, but come on, be be real, realistic. But every time you do these one of these fancy boulevards, I can guarantee you that within five years. The green space areas are neglected and not taken care of, and they become trash collectors.
1: Give me a city, give me a place; they're all like that. But well, you, you think that they wouldn't be able to develop that into whether it's green space or not, but like actual buildings that are housing
0: local how many, businesses. How many small people buildings? are throwing
1: up new high rises? We
0: have the Couture and one other one.
1: Okay, so, yeah, so the Couture. I mean, those are people that are going to be in there that could then migrate to. To that area where you'd have new development, new So you're
0: telling me you want to take the freeway
1: down? No, well, I'm playing devil's advocate with you. I know you are. Um, I don't, uh, uh, to be perfectly frank, I don't utilize 794, so it doesn't really affect me. If I took uh, the hone all the way through there every day and worked in Brookfield, yeah, I I guess I could see where that would be, you know, that would affect my commute. That's just, it's not affecting mine Let me put my mayor's hat
0: on. A mayor from the south side of Milwaukee County Oh, by the way, Oak Creek Franklin, the two largest by area in the county, also growing populations where some of the other cities are stagnant. All of us, we utilize the 794. We utilize that connection between 794, Hone and Marquette. I don't want to see it go away. I'd actually like to see but, it expanded. But,
1: and think of it open-mindedly, though, if you can. And for those who agree with you on this, what's in it for Milwaukee? What's in it for Milwaukee to have you drive past them and separate the city? I
0: don't think it's a drive past. I think it's drive to well, different, drive with, with different drive alternatives through? to get to things downtown. I'm somebody that comes downtown. I was just at the uh, the opening of the trade, the grand oh, opening yeah, so there. Then why would you just week.
1: get off on the boulevard? What's the difference? Because I
0: like to mix it up. Sometimes I take 794. <laughs> sometimes I take 94. I'm a I'm a guy who likes variety.
1: But you could do that. I'm not that, afraid of change. That, that doesn't matter though. <laughs> like 794 could be there or not, and you could still have variety. I don't want any more damn boulevards. Bill Stead, that's what I'm saying to you. <laughs> uh, to be perfectly clear, like I, I know there are some questions about the home. We're not talking about the home. Yes, we're just talking we're about, talking about, that, about piece. that little stretch there. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh,
0: <laughs> Although there are, by, oh, by the way, there are people that want to take the home down. You heard this? I've
1: heard that before. Are you yes. crazy? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think so either. Eight fifty-five. Eight fifty-eight. Wisconsin's Morning News on a Friday. My thanks to Steve Scafidi for sitting in the last couple of days an hour early. Got a little extra in my pay envelope this week. I love that. <laughs> Wait, that's how that works? No. Well, I can hang out for a bit if you want best to. That's a suggestion. <laughs> what do you got working on?
0: Oh, we got the political power hour. We got The guys are already here. They're so anxious to get him because we're going to rip into the uh, the, the governor's decision making. Yeah, going to dig into it. Oh, boy, the boys are fired up. Joseph Pecky, Bill McCosh, and that's all coming up. Political power hour, the best hour of political talk in
1: Milwaukee radio. That's next. The Steve Scafidi Show, right after the news. It's 8.59 on Wisconsin. It's funny you say that. I actually, was going to be one of the questions I asked. It <laughs> uh, was going to be, which, uh, if you had to choose a finger to lose, <laughs> which one would you want to lose? Uh, hold on.
4: Oh, oh, probably my pinky.